Good afternoon and welcome to Tree Impressions. We're here at Katie O'Malley's once again. It's becoming kind of uh, the new hangout place for us. A little empty right now. So <laughs> A little empty right now. Disturbance. No, fantastic. Um, so today we thought, um, it being the first day of spring, we would talk about some spring chores um, that we can do and uh, what we can do to help our urban buddies. Yeah. Uh, I wrote down a few things, you know, cabin fever, getting out <laughs> right. of the house. Um, well. Go out and do some of those things. It's, uh, it, to just give you a little background on it, it's the... It's when the, both the northern and the southern hemispheres have an equal amount of sunlight. 12 hours and 12 hours. Okay. Okay, so hmm. half the world is getting night, hmm. half the world is, you know, getting sunlight. It's. it's I like the yin and yang be. of that. Absolutely. Right? And you know what? It can get cosmic. Okay? <laughs> it can get cosmic. So they, they predict the uh-huh. day in which that's supposed to happen, and there's actual, like... 12:23 p.m. Uh-huh. is when it actually boom hits. Right. So however that whatever and so huh. I don't know. Looking into it a little closer, um, you know, equinox means equal night. Okay. Okay. It equals hmm. night. Vernal. I didn't I had no idea. Right. Probably Ver- because it just yeah. Yeah, and then in vernal I think is spring. So there's a vernal equinox that means spring. So equinox okay. means equal night. Nix is the night part. Got it. Equal Got is it. the equal part. We've been getting into a little bit of Latin lately, haven't we? It's very good. Yeah, we've been getting into a little bit of Latin lately. It's been fun. Yeah. Um, so anyways, back to the um, equal parts. Um, I think it's interesting because when you said cabin fever, I think trees, the plants have cabin fever, right? So they've been sitting kind of dormant for a while. Right. Yeah. So now, all of a sudden, it's like wake up time. They're gonna push roots, bud break, and leaves. So there is action. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like we're getting ready for the big game here, and uh, we're gonna get to we're gonna finally get to see the signs, you know, of healthy trees. Which trees include of, what the signs? Well, I guess spring? I would say that we're gonna get to see that this is gonna be the start of getting to see. Some fungal developments that may have taken place during the winter. So funguses are active. Everybody's active. This is this is a go time. This mm-hmm. is go time for life. So um, we're going to see, you know, uh, funguses show up. That's going to indicate a number of different things. Typically rot or something. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, it's it it is a lot. A lot of things are happening right now. Is it a good time? Uh, you know, to prune because some trees bloom a little earlier than others. Mm. It's not like there is, you know, whatever the tree anticipates for the sun to shine is yeah. when they, it will decide to go ahead and take off, you know, and then sometimes it takes off a little too early. Right, right. So, and then we get whatever result from that, and then sometimes it starts just right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a time which we can maybe catch it before mm-hmm. and you prune. Function, so right? trees that typically flower on new growth should be pruned immediately. Like yeah, winter, late, early spring. Yeah, let's get those pruned. Fruit trees can you know be in the mix. Right now we're at a good, good time because mm-hmm. they're not like dropping apples right now. Right. So we get to see the structure of the plant mm. on deciduous trees. 
which helps a lot of arborists, especially when we talk about shaping, um, which is important in the urban setting because we're wanting to shape trees for head clearance or building clearance, and we don't want unbalanced trees. So right. we like to take off as much on the front as the back or do a an even pruning there. So that's a benefit there as well. Plus, you know, what you prune away, you won't you won't get obviously the fruit that would have potentially grown from that branch that you took away. That resource will now go into the remaining. Yeah, and so, you know, I noticed that you know, in some backyards, you got all these little mounds of dirt. Yeah. Around some fruit trees mm-hmm. and moles coming up, you know, they feed off that food that falls down. So, you know, we talked a little bit, gotten a little bit about uh, grass growing and planting trees in spring. Like, that's a decent well, idea or not? Um, planting is typically a great time. So, fall, spring's your last, so spring's your last ditch effort to do some stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Summertime's your big time maintenance. Yeah, that's your that's your labor end. So spring is when we want to maybe get some trees in because of that that period of when trees start to push roots. It could be either in a container or it can be in the place they're supposed to live for the rest of their lives, right? Right. So we want to get those plants when they're ready to push roots and get established, all right? Uh-huh. You know, this is the, uh, they're 18 years old right now, right. okay? So now it's its time to let them go and, and set root in uh, where they're going to be for the rest of their lives, okay? And that's really important. We can talk a lot about proper planting depth and things like that, right tree, right place. Those are things that need to be considered if we're going to be planting now. Right. Getting a hold of a good nurseryman to find out what plant material is now available. We got a lot of good You know, um, is important. But right now, roots are are going to be pushing. Yeah. There's a lot of root development in the winter. Um, it's slow, but right now the tree is going to start getting ready for what it needs to manage for the rest of the year. It's got to know what it's dealing with. You know, so acclimation, uh, getting a plant in early so it can acclimate to its new surroundings is really important. Um, and it's important to the surrounding plant life as well. You introduce a new dude, you know, that might start shading somebody else, casting shade. <laughs> you know, so uh, get with a professional. Take away a dude casting shade. <laughs> Take away a dude casting. That's another thing, too. Removals are a great time. Making that decision to remove a tree now is fantastic um, because it's really going to allow the existing plant life to get ready. I've seen so many trees come down in the summer mm-hmm. and it's 90 degrees, then all of a sudden you see wilt. You know, so, um, but pruning in the summer is fantastic because it'll allow more sunlight in. Um, still have some cooling effect. Mm-hmm. So, pruning some of your your trees to allow a little more air, to allow more light in, is going to improve flower development. Flowers need light. Mm-hmm. It's no getting around it. Right. So, that's a great, great way uh, to spend your spring and really get to see, take a look at what's happening, what's going on. Wound development. So, in pruning, you know, whatever we prune right now, 
um, were taking away from something that was going to need a resource. So the plants got resources to be able to wound over a lot better, better now than they better would have now. if you'd done mm-hmm. it earlier. Yeah. Yeah. It, well, and, you know, it, pruning, pruning diseased branches because fungal development's a thing right now. Mm-hmm. So going in and uh, uh, allowing more, the little bit of sunlight that we've had, which has been great, um, we want to increase that because once, because fungal development happens in like low light and kind of damp conditions. Spring's a good time for that. But if we can kind of open some windows and allow what sunlight we do get to come in, that's going to reduce fungal development and we're going to have a happier plant. Otherwise, we can do a great, or you know, uh, a, a hort oil spray, horticultural oil spray right now to suppress uh, fungal spores mm-hmm. that are developing yeah. um, or any overwintering insect eggs. Yeah. Uh, those are all great, uh, and what's good now too is because the bees, well, the bees are starting. The bees are going to start coming out here real soon. And if you've already got flowers, you're maybe a little too late to do any kind of sprays because uh, damage is kind of done. Damage is going to start getting done at bud break, which I think we're already kind of seeing here soon. But even if they've got flowers, a spray could be done to um, help reduce any damage that fungus can do to a leaf. Um, and whatever flowers we're getting now, we can take a look at those flowers and see if there is some fungal development that's, that's yeah. going to happen. That's there. Yeah. I wow. said a lot. No. There's no. a lot to do in spring. Absolutely. I think it's a good time to stand outside your yard and take a good look at it and create a new vision. And what you can do to improve your plants, certain, certain I mean, their living conditions. I'll tell you this. Grass, I used to really adore. Oh, yeah. Now, I think I'd rather see a tree, mm-hmm. a Japanese maple, that can cover up the square, the same amount of square footage grass can. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, grass just does so little, supposedly, for the urban environment mm-hmm. than what a tree can do. You know, and cutting grass is fun. You know, if you're apt to that stuff, um, but. Pruning a tree and watching it grow and the uh, times people have on trees, you know, shoot, they build houses around them for a reason. Well, I don't know of anybody building houses around grass. Is I think... I fair unfair? <laughs> no, that's totally fair. I think as a environmental benefit, yeah, trees are going to beat grass um, in some aspects. So, bamboo is a real thing, and that is a grass. It is. It's a strong grass. Yes. Now, um, grass has a place in the urban landscape, because people do like to lay out on grass. Give me a break. Okay? Yeah. All right? We mm-hmm. play games on grass and things Fair like enough. that. However, however, it needs to stay a close, it needs to stay away from trees. Now, if you want grass, great then consider giving your tree you've got the drip line that's the outside canopy of the tree right i'm not saying go all the way to the outside of the drip line not at all i think trees and grass can coexist to a certain degree you want to go at least half of the tree's drip line right and remove the grass from around there right now if you've got too many trees 
then maybe you might want to remove one or two so that you can allow that, right? Because looking on the landscape and seeing a very nice yin and yang, mm-hmm. equinox, right, um, of grass and trees and small shrubs is beautiful. I mean, it is really, when it's well oh, done. Golf courses are beautiful and have a very mm-hmm. symmetrical aspect. But you, can, you don't see a tree in the middle of. It's not a natural setting. If you take a look at a forest, not, I mean. Oh, we have grasslands. We have savannas. Absolutely. I'm just saying. Now, we want to. I'm not trying to fight a war between um, uh, grass and trees. (laughs) I know. But possibly, though, that, um, you know, trees, if you're going to put a tree in in place of grass, I would encourage it. Sure. Yeah. More yeah. so than I would say, take that tree out and put in grass. Yeah, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Because yeah, the tree's gonna really, you know, filter that water. Um, grass takes up a lot of water. Well, you know, the problem with grass too, though, is the high maintenance of it, and the problem that we have in our industry is you don't have to be a licensed applicator to fertilize a lawn. You know. Um, um, you can get a business license as a, um, you know, maintenance guy, right? You know, um, lawn service guy. They're allowed to apply a certain amount of pesticides. They're allowed to apply a certain amount of, you know, fertilizers without having a license. Now, the problem with that is we see an overabundance of use of fertilizers, and we get runoff. Mm-hmm. You know, runoff because right, because we don't have somebody out there actually monitoring soil you don't have somebody out there going does this tree does this grass need to get fertilized mm. you know and and like what's what's the irrigation like right you know uh, springtime right now is a good time to check your irrigation time to start thinking about when to turn it on uh, for summer I wonder why the what, what's not well and also too you might want to turn that irrigation line on just to see if there's been any breaks from this past winter. True. It was a mild winter. It was a mild winter. I can't imagine any irrigation breaks, but I mean, obviously, roots roots can do it. Yep. Oh, when we heard that podcast on about roots, roots that are okay, so we need to all right, so we to need to plug this, this. What what water what, sources? What, hold on. What was in, what was this podcast? Don't ask. It was, uh, um, it was uh, not This American Life. It was... Um, I'm going to put oh, it in the notes. Oh, shoot. I've got it. On, I've got it. Okay, we'll put it in the notes. Anyways. Fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Like, I believe that trees can hear. Trees have a lot of senses. Oh, way more I, than I we... we don't even give them credit for. And oh, senses that... I'm glad we got on this topic. Okay, so... What was also funny, I remember Grandpa saying that they used to be able to find water in deserts by um, using a stick. Yeah, it's been, okay? no, that's not real. That's it not real. is real. No, it's I not remember real. It's not real. when I was like it's five or six, maybe Okay, older, so your life right. experiences was... Okay, I remember this because uh-huh. it stuck with me. Okay. I can, I can totally tell you where it took place and everything. Okay. But I had a branch and I moved towards the water okay. and it started to shake. And it started to shake, yeah. Change. Would it be okay if I close it out with you guys? Oh, yeah, it'd be totally fine. It's just Thank you. You're welcome. Do you want another group for you or anything at all? Or because we're good. Nell's we're gonna good. be here too. Okay. okay. Thank you. Um, that was a lovely server, Lisa. Thank you very much. Making sure we're taken care of over here at Katie O'Brien's. Um, so, 
Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a truism. But so anyway, so this podcast, these plumbers um, were having to deal with these roots, right? And they're they're just like tree roots and pipes, pipes water pipes. They Create just pressure. They just, they just break. Well, and they 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 said right? they they said that the. You know, every when water runs through a pipe, water will collect on the outside as long as there's oxygen in the soil. Okay. Okay. So this is what so, the plumbers thought. The plumbers thought there was either a leak in the pipe where the roots would go to, right? And so, but if there wasn't a leak, if there wasn't a leak, now condensation would occur. Right. So, right. Conden- there was condensation on the outside. So that's what the now the we had. A, there was the a scientist that decided to do an experiment. Yep. She put a pipe in. Now the pipe was and shaped it was, as a Y. Okay, just for everyone to understand. So at the top, there's only two directions the roots could go. Okay? Okay. So the plant was sitting at the top, and then the roots were capable of going in one of two directions. Okay. Okay? Yeah. They had a pipe with water going through it. Yep. Outside of the container. But hold on, stop, stop one second. And no. it still grew towards yeah, that yeah, water. Wait, wait, wait. You're giving away the best part too soon. So she decides to do this this experiment with a pot and a tree. She puts a pipe in the pot, runs water through it, roots grew to it. Okay, now this is a a totally non-leaking pipe, roots grew to it. So then she thought, well, it must be the condensation, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what the plumbers thought too. So then she takes the pipe, right? Because the roots grew to it again, right? So maybe the condensation. Now she takes the pipe and she puts it on the outside of the pot and runs water through it and, and they asked the plumbers what do you think happened and they were like well we don't know the roots grew towards that pipe on the outside yeah. of yeah. the pot yep they could hear it now the other thing is can they can they predict when sunlight you know will occur and move towards things like sunlight so one of the examples they were saying is whenever they rang a bell and they fed a dog, the dog would become accustomed to, can you, so can you teach a plant? And so they would ring a bell uh-huh. and the dog would come and they would feed it. So every time they rang the bell, they'd feed the dog and they would go through that experience and then finally they would ring the bell and there would be no food, but the dog would still come. Okay. Okay. So what she did was she put um, black lights and fans, okay, around all these bean plants, okay? Mm-hmm. And then she would... Um, is this on the same podcast? Yes. It yes, is? it is. So then she would turn the fan on and then the light. Okay. okay. So the light feeding the plant. She would notice okay. that the um, plant would <laughs> lean towards the light. Okay, okay. So phototropism. Right. And then she'd turn it off. And then okay. she would do it again. It would lean towards the light. Okay. So she rang the bell, turned on the light. She turned the fan on, which was the bell. Okay. Oh, oh. Right. So okay. The, 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 right. So you have to reenact it in a way so this yeah, no, time there's two there's two setups there the fan and then the, the light, light the food okay. source okay, okay right right so she would turn on the fan and then the light then the fan and then the light and she would and she would do one on the other side and so it would lean to the left and then it would lean to the right wow. and then it would lean to the left and then it lean to the right and then she just turned on the fan uh-huh guess what it did what? It leaned to towards me. the side that it thought the light would be on. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. She taught the plant how to do oh, something. God. 
We now, were, can you not teach a plant to live in an urban environment and make it so productive? Now, I was thinking about this a little bit. You know, if you had a, 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 a yard you really wanted to turn into something and you had to construct, you know, a way in which you don't want it to interfere in the neighbor's yard, could you not condition that plant to just grow inside the area in which you want it to grow? No. I think you could based just on that experiment. No, because it's not dealing with gr- it's not it's not dealing with growth. It's a completely controlled environment, first of all. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not dealing with growth. It's right. not it's not asking the plant, hey, stay right where you're did at. Did you hear stay twenty five years the, old? The other experiment they did with the leaves falling off. Uh uh-uh. Okay. So they need to listen to this podcast. Shake today. this tree oh. and in a defense. Mechanism. I don't advise anybody to shake a tree. Don't. The leaves would fall off, right? Okay. They'd shake it again, and not so many leaves would fall off. Then they'd shake it again, and no <laughs> leaves would fall off, right? Right. So they were conditioning the tree, uh-huh. okay, to be yeah. stronger when it needed to be. Yeah, nature does that to trees. Absolutely yeah. right. So what kind of stress, you know, can mm-hmm. in order to condition this tree? Yeah. They try to reenact it, uh-huh. okay? And the hosts of the podcast tried to reenact it uh-huh. and they fouled it up big time oh okay because what they did was they shook it then they dropped it and then they picked it back up and then um, part of the soil fell out because they knocked it over blah 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 and all of a sudden like all the leaves fell off and, and the yeah, lady the that died. was doing the experiment <laughs> was saying well of course because event, the, the tree was under such duress yes it could not predict it how the next occurrence would occur. I see. Because if it was a controlled occurrence, God, like you shake so it so hard, smart. and then you shake it just the same way, yeah, and yeah. then you shake it just the same way, yeah. eventually that tree learns not to just continue to drop leaves, only to do it to, and then it can predict, oh, I don't need to stress out so much. Oh, I don't need to stress out so much. Yeah, yeah, freaking crack the everything on it. It, it, it could so take a look at your environment. You might have a tree growing in a place that might not really necessarily enjoy surviving you know this is funny i when i do shinrin yoku forest bathing i love being around trees in their natural environment and people ask me like wow do you feel like a connection when you're climbing a tree or you know when you're dealing with urban trees and i was went on a run today and i just was thinking going god if trees could talk, if, if, if you could hear trees, See, so if I could hear trees and I'm running through this urban environment, I'd probably hear screams <laughs> like, oh, my God, help me. You know, sadly, um, it just kind of uh, trees just have more feelings than I think we realize. Well, I think just like, you, you know, learning about about our environment and everything else, you can get all the way into like dolphins communicating. We used to not know anything about the, the world around us. The more we look into the world around us, the more connections we And make. that's why every decision on your landscape should be thought out. There's long-term consequences. Well, I think that's about it for this afternoon's discussion. We talked a lot. I'm sure we'll probably pick the conversation up again. But this is... Your co-host, Dustin Marcello, and... Rusty Marcello. Um, this coming Saturday, I will be back at Rocky Butte, but we are going to be step. We are going to be starting at the base of Rocky... Not Rocky Butte, I'm sorry. Powell. Uh, Powell Butte. We're going to be starting at the base over on 
Southeast Gladstone and uh, 147th. Anyways, uh, you can find out a little bit more on that on um, meetup.com. Check and, it out. Uh, Tillistree.com. Tillistree.com is going to have some information on that too. So have a lovely, wonderful first spring. We look forward to positive plant growth and possibly meeting y'all. Yeah, definitely. Have a good day. Bye.